ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tech Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? Woo! Recording. Recording. <laughs> you are listening to the Megacast. Oh, yeah. This is the full episode, as opposed to last time. Yes. All right. Well, that concludes this episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Follow us at the Megacast. Boom. <laughs> Kidding. Come on. We couldn't do that to someone. Watch this. What's freaking computer's going to do something and just... Before we went on the air. It's so cool that we have people that listen, but the times that I find out we have listeners are usually when there's massive egg on my face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like texts upon text, tweets, direct messages. Hey, guys. Hate to break it to you. Five-minute episode. I'm like, I remember because usually, just to give a peek behind the curtain, we record the episode. And obviously, we've been having technical issues. Like, it's it's ridiculous. But this is just, like, even more ridiculous. We do the episode. I'm like, I got to hurry. I upload it, pop it up there, and then I close my computer. Because yeah. I'm like, I got to go get my oil change. I got some stuff to do for the house and all this. I need to leave at this exact time or I'm screwed. And usually when I upload the podcast, I at least stick around so I can go to the website, click play, and hear it start, and then and also see how long it is. So I kind of have an idea, okay, everything's good. So I do try and cover our asses. The one time I haven't done that was last week. And what happens? We have a five-minute episode, even though we did like 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> well, it was just funny. It's like uh, CV and around Seattle. I mean, they and I love that they're waiting for it, but they were just on it quick. Yeah. And then I was telling Migs this before we started. I go, another guy, I'll leave his name out. But I guess he had a day off or something. So then he sends me a DM, like, I think at like 1.30 or whatever. And he's just like, hey, man, I'm really stoned. Like, am I losing my mind? Or is this podcast like five minutes? And I was like, chill out. I get where your head's at. You're not losing your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and that person was Luke Wilson. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Luke Damn. is on the team, right? I last I heard, yeah. I just it's so weird with like NFL football starting, but mm-hmm. like there's no Nothing. preseason games. They just put on pads, so I'm like, is are the rosters the same? Yeah, I, I, are they having more guys on the roster in case there's like COVID issues? Do we know? I I, I, I don't I know. Think that would be a good idea. Yeah, I mean, look at I don't know if you saw like the Brooklyn Nets. They ended up making the playoffs after the f- three weeks in the bubble. But they had to like call up guys from the D League because they had guys hurt and then like a couple people opted out. So they were like, no. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Man, Brooklyn, okay, I'm from Brooklyn, so I'm a little biased, but their alternate jersey is the coolest jersey ever. The graffiti. Oh, yeah. With the BKLYN one. Yeah. Or they also have the Bedsty one. The Bedsty one, I love. That was for Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy, though, because every time I see Bedsty now, it is the most gentrified ass. <laughs> Bro, it's weird for me because I grew up going to Bed-Stuy a lot. Like, you know, my brother would like help out one of our neighbors with construction stuff. And then he would bring me along in the summer. All right. And it was always in Bed-Stuy that they were doing. They were probably getting buildings ready to turn it into a place that they would kick out everybody and make it gentrified. But uh, but like th- <laughs> that was where I was a lot of summers. And it was it was fun because I got to be with my brother and these like cool, like mafioso kind of Italian, like like construction guys, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is rad. Like we're hanging out. Everyone, like, the area was fine. Like we were in, like everything was cool. But it was still like 
kind of scary at times because like there was some like shady stuff going on. It was just it was a it was a tough neighborhood. Yeah, and I mean, I only I, like I've never been there in my life, mm-hmm. but I only know it from being such a Biggie fan. Right, right. What what Biggie sang about that was Bed Stuy. Yeah, that was like when that was the era that I grew up in Bed Stuy. Right, so I've only known it as that, and then. I go home and it's like, you know, you go visit like Williamsburg, also gentrified. That used to not be a very good neighborhood. Yeah. That's like the hipster capital of the world. And then Bed-Stuy is like just a booming area as well. And I'm like, wow. Dude, same thing happens. Yeah. Like when I went back fall for my uh, 20th reunion, Mm -hmm. like high school, uh, same thing. Not college. I'm old. Right. I'm not that old yet. Uh, Same thing like Riverdale and like parts like they have a whole area now called like Riverdale like Riverdale Park or Riverdale something, but it's just insane. And you drive to this old part of Hyattsville where like, like all the football coaches used to go drink at this one bar that was right. like like the epitome of a dive bar. And now, of course, it's like, like oh yeah, they have the best tacos. It's like a tapas. And I'm just like, what? What happened? Like, what did I hear? Right. I'm telling you. You want the best artisan pizza, you go over to, <laughs> to yeah. Riverdale. And I'm telling you, man, I know South Park talked about it, but you know things have changed when the whole food shows up. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Like, I keep saying, Sid, the day Puyallup is actually, like, you know, a major player is the day that the, the whole foods comes. There's not one in Puyallup yet? Not yet. I feel I like we're I, shocked. Right? I feel like we're on the verge of that. You got a Trader Joe's? Nope. We got to go to Tacoma for both of them. No. Man, I was about to curse. Yeah, that shocks me. Puyallup, I, I forget. Puyallup is freaking huge. It's and it's as far as like up, towns, insane, yeah, dude. yeah. They're building upon building, and like there's there's a ton of stuff going on there. But like that's two of the places. Like I, in a way, I'm happy because we'd go broke because that's like those are my wife's favorite spots to go grocery shopping. But yeah, Trader Joe's is actually pretty actually Trader affordable. Is, yeah, uh, and and they've got some like great food there. But like Whole Foods, look, I love Whole Foods, but it's like. You're gonna go broke in that place. Yeah, whole like, paycheck. Yeah, it's the Mercedes Benz of of uh, grocery stores. Yeah, dude. I, w- I mean, when I lived in Belltown, I used to stop in there all the time and mm-hmm. just spent so much. And not even just like on groceries, but I would just go in there and get like coconut rice, like yep. get something from the hot bar, the just, hot like, food there. Yeah, yeah. The teriyaki there is good. The pizza is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, the pastries are great. The baked goods. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so hungry. Ah. I, I gotta stop. <laughs> Why don't we get our push-ups in? Let's, let's try and do like, it. Let's just try and get on. And, and you know, maybe this week we won't be a Mark will be a uh, Stan account uh, that we've been for the last several times. Hey, you were on it. Like yeah. I had heard that song that morning, but then you played it on here. Oh, the racism sucks one. In the afternoon, like my whole Twitter feed was blowing up. Ice tea. I mean, yes. everybody. And I was like. God, Migs is so freaking smart when it comes. Like, because I listened to it, but I didn't think, oh, we should put it on the podcast. That's Steve. That's where you're be- much better than I am. Oh, well, that's why I right. wrote a peanut butter and jelly and podcast. We oh, hey, 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 oh, hey. You know what? We used to have jobs in Santa. T- Sometimes we got a oh my, peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly and podcast. Man. And I'm a classic great. Thank you. <laughs> that was like a ma- that was like a conversation my wife and I had to have. Because she was making me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but she was making me like this peanut butter and some strawberry jam you get at Williamsburg or Ravensdale. And it was just like, or Riverdale, sorry. Yeah. You know, like some fancy foo-foo, schmoo-schmoo jelly. And I'm like, this is not, I mean, this is good. Don't get me wrong. I really like this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But to me, jelly is grapes, concord, jelly. Well, yes. Yeah. 
Dude, real quick, and then also we'll do the time. Unless the episode ends, I don't know. Cobb and I, the first time we went to Burning Man, anybody that's taken this certain rattle knows Cedarville, California. There's like a gas station, like one to even the hotel that was there was an old ranch house. Right. He's like, like a bunkhouse. So I think that's gone. I mean, this is a small town, but I remember we went in the store and we were laughing and joking, but we got in a whole argument about grape jelly. He's like, you got to get jam and this and that. And we're like yelling. But, and he's like, no, man, like jelly's just fake and this and that. I was like, peanut butter jelly has grape jelly on it. Yes. That's how it works. It's not like, called grape jam. <laughs> There's just like some mom and her kid working there. They're just dying laughing at us. I do like smuckers. Yeah. Like, and like, like at IHOP or Denny's when you get when you get the I get sourdough toast with my breakfast. So do I. This is why we do this. Sourdough, I'm like, there's other great breads, but sourdough's the king. Right, and then I get, they give you that little little handler of all the grape, all the jellies. Oh, yeah. And I just find the grape one. I don't even, I don't even know what else they have in that thing. I ain't even looking. I just look purple and grab them all. <laughs> you got a homemade jam? I'll mess with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say no to it. All right, let's get the push-ups. <laughs> oh, I like this one. I felt like this is good for the summer. Yeah. Here we go, Ted. Let's get Ted Mega Family to get the heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain functioning. Functioning. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, boy. I worked out chest yesterday. It's no bad idea. Nice. So sore. Yeah, I did about an hour ago. Oh, oh, oh. oh, we're gonna have to talk about that probably after the TED talk. Ted, I've become a gym bro. I'm working out with somebody at the gym. Oh, nice. Just doing the hanging with the fellas. Oh, clanging and banging. You got your spaghetti string <laughs> tank top. You Shit. know it. TED talks, starring B. Smith. Well, that leads me right into this week's TED talk. Steve has new friends. He's turned into Jim Bro. Uh, somebody last night had some kind words for me. They were t- talking about listening to the podcast, one of the first ones they did, and then I was on their podcast. Cool. Yeah, right? Super mm-hmm. cool. So today's TED Talk is just like, if you're thinking about trying something, go for it. Now listen, I'm not saying you've never been hiking and you're going to go do a rain- Rainier, <laughs> but... <laughs> I challenge you. Right? <laughs> Do it or you're a puss, right? <laughs> Find something easy, somewhere to start. You know what I mean? Just kind of get the ball rolling a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you don't know how to swim. Maybe take a swim lesson. Maybe you're trying to fix something in your diet or what, whatever it is. Like everything starts with that first little initial small step. So just just go for it. I like that, man. Yeah. 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 It's important. You got to keep the brain moving. And I think the brain works best when it's being challenged. Yeah, and I think it's easier, especially like, you know, as I approach 40, you like look back at stuff and it's like, geez, man, I think I'm in better shape at 40 than I was probably at 30. Oh, no, you are. Yeah, but as you get older, you kind of look at this stuff and it's like, I should have done, well, I can't live in the past. So it's like, all right, so doing this, doing that. And especially like, I know a lot of people that are like, man, I wish I could do that. It's like, trust me, you can, you can make that hike. That's the thing I think that we, we stop ourselves so often because we're like, I'm 45 and I shouldn't be doing this. Or people are going to like, I, I feel it in wrestling all the time. Am I just, am I just like this old guy that people are just humoring? And it's like, no, like I'm putting that weird like restriction on me, not them. Yeah. For the most part, a lot of them, when they find out how old I am, they're like, dude, I thought you were like mid to late thirties, man. Like 
I hope I'm, I'm I'm doing what you're doing at the point of your age. Like, th- like not to make me feel like I'm old, but I, you know, that's a, that's a, quite the compliment. Yeah, it's awesome. And I would have never thought. Oh yeah, I'd be actively still wrestling in my mid forties. Hell, I didn't even start until I was forty. <laughs> like I started playing outdoor soccer in my late thirties. Right. Right. I played last year. Was I like 38, 39? I was like, all right, I'll start this. But you hear so often, so many people are just going to be like, uh, "Don't do that. Uh, aren't you a little old for that? When are you going to grow up?" Uh, uh. And it's like those are the people that just defeat themselves before they even give themselves a chance. Yeah. And also on the same token, maybe you already have an awesome routine. I mean, it doesn't just have to be about fitness. Maybe you need to try something else too. Because I did, it was funny. Because I we, try bowling. I don't know. I feel like we could do this music for the entire podcast. I feel like we're way more important. I did right? feel pretty good. Like I felt like every sentence needed to end with some kind of like important thing that I needed to say to you, Ted, in order for you to do what we're talking about. Maybe it's something simple. You never shotgun a beer. Well, goddamn it, you shotgun that beer. You take that key, you poke a hole in the bottom of that oh. beer can, you put it up to your mouth, and then you click it open. Yeah. I just want to go eat chucker beers. All right, thanks for listening to the Megacast. Spike the can. Don't be a wuss. So remember to remember all of your friends along the way. <laughs> also, like how it stopped, like a buildup. I was like, now I feel like we're in a comic book. My heart's racing faster than it was when we did the push-ups. <laughs> okay. What's the name of the podcast that you're on? Give it a plug. Uh, I think it's just Captain America. <laughs> Wait, Steve Rogers interview you too? Damn it. No. Oh, man, I really oh, should. I'm a douche. I should, I, I, should never, I should ask questions that you might not know answers to. <laughs> well, right, like I know the guy you had me on. I did it last night. And now I'm just like, wait a minute. What was. I'm sure you'll put it on your Twitter. <laughs> yeah. He'll tag. I was like, make sure you tag me. Yeah. Oh, so it's not up yet. No. Oh, then don't worry about it. When, oh, when it's up, God. we'll promote it. Also, sorry, I just had to open my Instagram to see it. And one of the cricket guys I follow, Chris Gale, uh-huh. he's just on a private jet eating, I think, a Whopper and a glass of champagne. Oh, he looks so happy. Yeah. I get that. I, dude, I get that feeling of happiness. I had a double Whopper last night. Oh, no kidding. I've never had one before. Either have I. It's, it's a game changer. That's a big burger. It's a huge burger, and it's, it's worth it, man. Mm. Like, we, um, if you feel like you've, you've put in the work one day and you know, you earned the calories, let's just say, get the double whopper. It's yeah. so good. It's, it's, dude, I ain't gonna, I, I have to say, like, I've been, every once in a while I get a whopper and it's, 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 it's such a great burger. I tried getting like another burger from another fast food place and it, and I just felt dar- dirty. You know what I mean? Like greasy and dirty. There's something about that whopper, man. It just, it tastes, it tastes great. Yeah. I was never a huge whopper guy. I was always a uh, double, double cheeseburger guy, Burger yeah. King. But then, like a couple months ago, we were taste testing the Whopper versus the Impossible Whopper, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Either like the Whopper's just good, it is." But as a kid, I think it was too many veggies, and I didn't understand the complexity of the Whopper. Well, you know what? I get it without onions and tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved, Ted. Problem solved. Don't need those veggies. They say get it your way, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of their whole thing. <laughs> I, I test them on that every single time I go, and they never fail me. Where's that music again? <laughs> so yeah, I had it because you know I felt like I earned it. I was being a good dude. So my buddy, um, yeah, I want to hear about this gym rat stuff. So my buddy Damon, I've talked about him before. He's the guy that did the whole like he was helping me trying to get like you know jacked and tan. All right, and so like he recently started going to a similar gym that I go to, and I noticed that he posted a picture of that, and I was like, dude, you going to that gym? Like that's that's my gym. And he goes, we should work out together, and I was like, okay, and so then. It was the other day. I was like, okay, I'm going to meet up with you. We're going to work out together. He goes, make sure you have lots of carbs and salt. I'm like, what are you going to do to me? 
So he, I've never done squats like with with weights, like front squats or back squats. I just, I'm, right. a, I'm afraid of injuring myself, and I just, I'm not that guy that wants to ask for help at the gym. I usually learn whatever I learn how to do. I do, I learn it either from my wife or from uh, friends or from YouTube tutorial <laughs> videos. Yeah. And I typically go with the exercises that are pretty hard to hurt yourself with. You know, unless right. you go to extreme, like your basic chest stuff, bicep stuff, triceps and shoulders. Like I keep it pretty simple and a little back as well, you know? But I don't ever really F with the idea of putting a, a, a weights on my shoulder and going down into a squat position. So we do those on a, one of the days, and, and it was fun. Like, he tested me, pushed me a little bit, taught me how to do them properly, and I was like, that was cool. Although he got a talking to from the gym, like, hey, man, you can't do private lessons here. And he's like, um, not. He's like, no, we saw you working with Steve, because they know me there. And, and he's like, yeah, he's my friend. I'm not charging him. <laughs> like, he's, I'm like, they really called him out? Well, apparently he, he, does, he did the same thing with one of his, his brother later on that night. So when they noticed he was there, like, a couple times, like, you can't be doing private trainings. He's like, I'm everyone's my friend. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. I, and then he's like, I get what you mean. I can yeah. understand why it looked that way. But I, I don't know how else to prove it to you other than to tell you these are my friends and my family. And I'm just doing it because I like helping. And so do all that, which was fine. And then do the next day. Of course, my, my, uh, my hamstrings are on fire. Your hamstrings and then just going my up butt. and down the stairs, right? That little connection. I'm touching it right now. Yeah. Like right where mm-hmm. your butt sits on your legs. And this is like two days past. And it's, oh, it's never the next day. It's always that it's second, second day. Oh, did you getting out of my car this morning? If I drop, I drop. Of course, I'm dropping everything left and right today. I'm trying to pick it up. I'm like, all right, maybe 45 is too old. Maybe ignore everything we just said in that TED Talk. Uh, but yesterday we did the chests. We also did like the farmer carries. And so I'm, he's pushing me to go heavier than I've ever gone before, which is awesome. And I'm really feeling it today, right? How much chest do you do on a chest day? Because I always do like a, like, well, I don't, yeah, I always do like a full body thing. So like I bench mm-hmm. press, do some shoulders, do some back. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess I don't, didn't do that. So legs. we started um, with uh, chest dips. All right. We did a bunch of those. Then we did a push up, I mean, pull ups, both front and backhand, like Oof. you know, and and dude, we did them though in a way like you spot, so that like kind of helps. Yeah, which is funny because honestly, by the third set, like he's really just holding my knees and pulling me up, and like it's really a workout for him, like on his biceps because I'm just ha- hanging there. And he's like, go harder, I'm like, eh. and he's doing. Ah, right, he's he's gonna do squats. Yeah, he's basically getting the workout in. Not me. I'm just this limp, two hundred pound. Another band. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, he's a human band for me. Uh, then we just do like uh, like you know uh, incline bench dumbbells, but like warm up a little bit, and then he's like grab whatever you think will be the heaviest that you could do with twelve set. And I'm like, all right, I think I could do this amount. And I get to like eight, and I'm like, help. <laughs> It was fun though, like you know. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it is. But like, he is ripped. He's a big dude. He's a great, you know. He's a big boy, right? So he's he's got muscles upon muscles. So like, he is used to just being a gym guy, you know. Yeah, being loud, working out, grunting. Like these are things I don't typically do at the gym. I'm trying. Not, I'm trying to almost be like you know. A quiet kid in the corner just working out while no one can see me, you know? I'm just over here getting ripped. Ignore me. I'm just getting my my pump on. So at one point, he's, I don't even know how much he had on. Like, it was like he was he was doing like the Romanian def, de, uh, uh, deadlifts and then like the farmer's carry with like pretty much the heaviest possible dumbbells that are there. Like 150 on each one or something ridiculous. Oh, oh my God. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 
going to go to the other part of this dumbbell rack where they, they, they have numbers I can read. Like, there aren't even numbers on there. It doesn't even say how much it is. It just says a whole mess of weight, I guess. I don't know. It's all. All right. of it. Right. It's like, do not try. They might as well just say on that. And he's doing it, right? And he's, but then he's done. He just goes, ah, oh, drops them. And I was like, it was invigorating because I'm like, I've never been that person to be around anyone that's dropping weights. Like, you typically, I don't know about you. I'm like, oh, there's the guy dropping the weights. But now I got to witness it firsthand, guy dropping the weights. I'm like, yeah, you did it, bro. <laughs> I just picture each other like you just did, just like slapping uh, each other yeah. like in, the, in the chest and like the plexus. Oh, no, we high fived and so like, oh. Then at the end of it, he goes up to some girl. He's like, hey, could you get a picture of us? She's like, sure thing. Like, th- this is a whole world I don't do. You know what I mean? And then did you guys pull the Hulk Hogan and just rip your shirts off? <laughs> no, he puts the arm out so we can flex and like shake our hands. Yeah. And like, oh. <laughs> and of course, I'm smiling and he's got the serious look and the lady's just laughing. I took the picture like, one of you looks serious and the other one doesn't. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. I'm the gym bro. Dude, the coach, the happy gym bro, the football coach who's back there now to bat them, Phil McGregor, he would always come down to the weight room every once in a while and just bench press 100 pound dumbbells. Just, I I always thought of it like a mental thing, like, hey, remember, coach is working out too. See, I try when I like, I remember one time I did like, I I like, I think 60 pounds on each one, right? And I was like, okay, this is going to be like, this is a good challenge for me because I can like do 50 just fine. Yeah. And you do the whole thing where you put it on your knees. And you sit down, you pop it up, and you go, I did it. I like went a little too aggressive on my left side, and I started tilting. And it took everything in my power to get back. I, I almost tipped over on the bench. I'm like, this will be the most embarrassing thing. And I was like, oh, up, and just tipped over the freaking bench. I don't know how dudes do 100 pounds. Yeah, I mean, like anything else, I'm just like, yeah, I don't either. But I, I, I mean, I guess you just do it enough. But yeah, I don't I know. Mean, trust me, I, like, look, I mean, that was 1998. 19, I'm still talking about coach going down there and repping those men, repping them out. So I see some of my like wrestling buddies. There's a guy Hammerstone that I know that comes to town from time to time, and he'll post like things that he does to work out, and it's just like. Yeah, he's like he's like curling hundred pounds. Like, nah, like it's just it's insane. One thing I do like about real like, uh, like I don't know. Like I feel like the new age gym bro though. Like it doesn't matter if you're curling 15, 20 pounds or whatever. They're just happy to see you in there curling. Yeah. Whereas I feel like back in the day it used to be more intimidating. It's a lot more like alpha male machismo. Yeah. I'm sure that's still there a little bit. But like even in the situation with my buddy Damon, like who's I basically saw whatever he did, and I was like, oh, I'll just try to do half of that. Like that was kind of like my mentality. Yeah, and like even when we were doing the squat bench or the, the the squat rack and just doing like all that, I was like, I felt I was like, hey man, I don't want to slow you down because every time he's he did like three hundred pounds on the squats, and I did like seventy. You know what I mean? Like, it was like some stupid, like, because he just wanted to make sure I got my form right. So he's like, I don't want to push you weight wise yet. Like, let's just get the form right. Yeah. I was going to say, that's the thing. And, but like, every time I'm like pulling every single thing off, off and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. He goes, no, man, I don't mind. He's like, honestly, I, I, I'd rather work out with someone who's not as strong as me because when I work out with someone who's stronger than me, I feel bad for that same reason. And I'm like, okay, good. Well, I'm not as strong as you. So this is perfect. <laughs> Also, the other one I love too is like, like squats is like one thing I can do pretty decent. Uh-huh. But when you get up to like a certain enough weight, it's like, 
All right, let's throw these two and a halfs on each side. In your head, you're just like, bitch ass two and a halfs. That's not going to make a difference. It's like, oh, God. Oh, like, I'm going to get stuck down here. It's awesome. Right? Well, it's trippy because, like, we're talking, like, I'm going to take a break in a second. Uh, like, uh, on Facebook, I see the memories thing pops up, and it shows a memory from 13 years ago, and it shows a picture of me, and I showed it to you, Ted, and it's yeah. just like, man, like, you don't think about it. Because like every, you know, I'm just living my life trying to just get by, and like some days are better than others as far as like how I view how my body's looking and like where I feel like I'm at fitness wise. And I see this picture of me that is legitimately close to a hundred pounds heavier. Yeah, like about two eighty, and I'm around like just I think depending. Well, after that double whopper, maybe I'm right around two hundred now. It's just the salt, man. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't sweat that. Yeah. yeah, I'll sweat out later. Uh, it's too much sodium. You're yeah. just keeping it in. <laughs> But it's like crazy to think, and I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm not like uh, I'm not where like I could be if I was better at my eating and diet and this that, and the other thing. But man, I'm in a lot better spot than I was 13 years ago, and here I am in my 40s, and I, I, I I'm with you, man. Like my 40s are better than my 30s. Yeah, and easily. it's weird because it's not, and none of this is quick process. Also, mm-hmm. like photos are important. Yeah, like I don't think you want to take it's like the scale. You don't want to be taking photos every day, but it is. It gives you that contrast because yeah. you see yourself every day, so it's very hard to tell. Yeah, same with like people that know you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to be really like, oh yeah, because you're losing a pound here or you there. See them every day. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to see. Uh, yeah, the other day I saw someone, one of my buddies, just looking at me, goes, I've "Been working out," and it's like that thing where I'm like, "Yes, I have," but I don't want to be like, like "Yeah, you want to feel my muscle?" <laughs> of course. Can't you tell? <laughs> you know who's our uh, wrestling? He comes to all your shows. God, I'm trying to think of his name. He's I see him on uh, doing the DDP. Myron, yeah, uh, part of the Defiance, part of the Streamer Club back yeah. in the day. He's a big fan of uh, Defy Wrestling and other wrestling as well, of course. Uh, yeah, he I think hit a point where he was just unhappy with his weight. Started doing DDP, why DDP yeah. yoga, and man. He's crushing it. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw it the other day. I was like, man, good for him. He looks great. Like, when yeah. you see like that before, that his first picture to where he's at right now, it's it's so cool. It's so inspiring when you see that kind of stuff. And it's just from doing his yoga. Yeah. And I'm sure eating better and all that kind of stuff as well. But, it, I mean, dude, that yoga, the DDP yoga, I haven't done it recently, but, like, when I've done it, it's it, you do notice differences, like, in just your mobility and, and, and for a lot of people losing weight. Yeah. I was going to say, that's another thing, too. It's just fun, the stuff that, like, you thought you could never do. Mm-hmm. Like just, I don't know, like even if it's just like a somewhat foot wall, like being able to be like, no, I'm strong enough to use my arms, jump and get over this thing. Well, even like doing like a couple of pull-ups, like I got a couple of them done I still, and I was I just still like, I haven't done one. This is supposed to be the year. Dude, it's, I hate pull-ups. Like I really hate pull-ups, but I, I get the benefit of it for, because it hits a lot of parts of your body. But man, I get like two or three in and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Unless I got my buddy Damon pushing me up. Then I got 10 in me. Oh, yeah. Trust me. If I had Damon, I'd have one. Yeah. Oh, you'd have at least 10. Damon, you got me? <laughs> Just keep pushing me up, man. Help me out. Come on, bro. You're my spotter. All right. Why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, uh, I don't know what the hell we'll do. We got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, we're broing out. We got to, Let's talk raw, like, you know, I don't know. Supplements. Supplements, <laughs> unsalted chicken breast. The benefits of that Himalayan salt. <laughs> I still don't know if that works, but I use it. So he said, oh, you got the fancy white guy salt. <laughs> I know it was like last week's episode. Was, like, yeah. You killed me on that. And I was like like doing something and playing it for somebody. Or I was playing something and someone walked in and they heard that part. That, it was Rev. He heard that part and he just started cracking up. He's like, yeah, I guess it kind of is. Right. Oh, I had the coolest thing ever happen to me. As a sports guy, 
I think you'll appreciate it. All right. And it happened yesterday on the BJM Make Show, and it has to do with hockey. It has to do with the Seattle Kraken, and I can't wait to play it for you. Oh. When the Megacast returns. God damn it. You teased me. <laughs> gotcha. I'd rather drink hand sanitizer than listen to these two dorks. The Megacast will be back. Now with COVID-19 still infecting millions of people and autumn right around the corner, get ready for new Pumpkin Spice Remdesivir, Pumpkin Spice Dexamethasone, and Pumpkin Spice Hydroxychloroquine. These drugs are infused with the perfect blend of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and cloves. COVID-19 treatments now with Pumpkin Spice. Ventilators and ICUs never smelled so good. And coming soon, Pumpkin Spice-flavored Q-tip test swabs. New from Johnson & Johnson. Oh... Both of these guys should be wearing a mask, not because of the coronavirus, but because I am sick of their faces. The Megacast is back. What do you want for dinner? I don't care. <laughs> right? I don't care. Whatever you want to have for dinner. Oh, late night. So, Ted, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a hockey team coming to the Northwest called the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I've heard something about it. <laughs> it's gotten, the addiction for me has gotten bad. Like, there's no chance that that they're my number two team. Sorry, Devils. Yeah, the Devils are done. It's, 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 it's embarrassing how much gear I already have for the Seattle Kraken. By the way, real quick. Yes. Maybe the Capitals should have kept Barry Trotz. You think? Jesus Christ. Holy, dude, honestly, I think it's going to be an Islanders... Um, Vegas Golden Knights finals. Yeah, I mean, right, the Caps won a Stanley Cup, didn't didn't keep the coach. Didn't think they needed to keep him. Right. And then right. they've had two first round exits. They right. got absolutely smashed by the Islanders, who we now coaches. Right. And he's killing and dude, who's the general manager for the, them? Lou Lam or or president, Lou Lamarillo, former Devils guy. Freaking Islanders. And then they got Matt Barzell, you know, from the T Birds. He's killing it on that team. Where do the Islanders even play? <laughs> so, you know, dude, it's scary. I'm not sure. Well, this year, obviously, they're in the hub. But before that, they were bouncing back and forth between Brooklyn and Long Island. I was like, they still play out on Long Island, right? Both. Jeez. They would do Barclays and Long Island. I think now they're. I think they're now going to just be in Long Island because they realized the Barclays thing wasn't working. That that arena was not meant for hockey. Like made just like how the key was made specifically so that sight lines would be obstructed, so you could not have hockey games there. Like pro oh, hockey? I didn't know that. Barclays, there are seats in the arena where you do not see all of the ice. Right, because like, it's just for hoops and like concerts. Right. So it's like those are like your discounted tickets, which probably still cost 80 bucks or something like that in gentrified Brooklyn, New York. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like, if I'm a fan of the Islanders and like, I'm, like, I'm not going to be a season ticket holder. Hey, I looked at the prices with the Seattle Kraken. There's no chance I could have been a season ticket holder, man. I would have had to have like dipped into my 401k. It's ridiculous. Yeah, hockey gets a little expensive. It's nuts, dude. Like, I mean, I get it. A hundred dollar ticket that seems to be the norm right now for like a decent ticket, and I mean, maybe a little bit more these days. But when you add it up with 40 games, preseason games, and if you want to get a pair for you and like your significant other, you're dropping like 
$40,000 or $20,000, dollars on tickets. Yeah, and like I already have Sounders tickets, right? And I yep. miss I miss some of those games. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going, right? There's I no way to I'm going games. to 80. Right, yeah. so 40 and 40. Like, I'm not going to or 60-some sporting event. I mean, wow. I might, but I got to sprinkle it out with other sports. Absolutely. I was, I was like, there's no chance I'd make all those hockey games. I also might. I think the, when they start up, the traffic will be bad, and some people are going to get... Well, if they had a friend that lived in the city, he'd yeah. sure use a ticket. That's a good point. Hey, <laughs> you could park by my place. <laughs> man, like, yeah, right now, kind of wish I still lived in uh, Queen Anne. Oh, you'd be the man. Free. I have parking spot and everything. Those are the days. Just walk to the key. That would be a bad thing. I'd just be drunk at every hockey game. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, I'm, I'm hoping maybe like, I have some buddies that got tickets and their their plan is to break them up and like sell some to their buddies and stuff just so they can, you know, have season tickets, but not like make much of a profit. But, you know, you can't afford to go to every game. It's just no, and it's that's standard. Like yeah. whatever the sport is, if somebody's like, I'll sell you a ticket for face. Like, cool. My only goal, I need to figure out a way to ensure that I'm going to the home opener. I just, right. I mean, I, I, I honestly doubt it's going to happen. I got some buddies there, but I'm not that kind of guy to ask for those kind of favors. I might, you know, try and see, but I'll be I'll be quick to be like, don't don't feel bad if you can't help me at all. You know what I mean? Like, but I want to buy them. I'm not like trying to get freebies. I just I hope I could go to the home opener, and I hope I could bring my wife as well. That'd be kind of a cool moment for us to get to enjoy the very first game. It's 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 important to me, but I can understand if it doesn't happen. But man, I have so much gear. It's ridiculous. I I, I got out of my car this morning. And I looked in the reflection of my my Jeep, which already has the white like silhouette decal of the Seattle Kraken logo on All the right. back. And I'm looking in the reflection with that decal also in my eyesight. And I've got the the alternate the 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 anchor logo T-shirt wearing it right now that I got at the Kraken store yesterday. I've got this sweet Kraken cap that I got at the store yesterday. That hat is dope. Oh, it's the, it's the coolest hat I think I own now. Yeah, I love it. I love where they put the logo in the bottom corner, and it's just. It's all white with a really dark blue, almost looks black. So it's like just real clean. Got that. I have a Kraken face mask on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm out of my mind, Ted. I was like riding high yesterday because we talked to Everett Fitzhugh, who is the voice now of the Seattle Kraken. All right. I don't know if you heard his story. He used to work in like like minor league Cincinnati on the Cyclones. Not only was the play-by-play guy there, but he was like doing everything behind the scenes, marketing, promotion. Sure, he was the marketing department. Right. Like promotions, whatever. He He did it all. all. Right. And then on top of it also was the voice play-by-play guy. He gets hired by the Kraken. They don't even have a TV deal yet, a radio deal. They don't know if they're putting him on the radio yet or the TV or both, but they just wanted to make it clear. This is our guy. He is going to be the voice of the Kraken. And it was big news in hockey, which is typically not a sport of color. And here is a man. He's the very first black play-by-play guy in the NHL history. Nice. Unless someone swoops in next season, which would be kind of like funny if all of a sudden someone's like, beat you to it. <laughs> Could you imagine? That? Yeah. All this like great, like out of spite historic. Yeah. Right. It'd be Vancouver. I could see them doing that. Right. Those jerks or Vegas. We got to start these rivalries, Ted. <laughs> well, anyways, it's a really cool thing. And, and I mean, like we talked to him on the show. He was like, yeah, dude, like. He understands how important that is. Represent- representation is important, and it's a big deal to him. But he also knows, like, talking with the team, that, like, you know, like, you got hired because you were the best person for the job. Like, it's great that you are a person of color, but, like, this is, you are our guy, and we want to make sure you know that you're our guy. And it's, it's a great, it's a great whole feel-good story thing. But while we had him on, all right, I had to put him to the test. 
I'm like, because once we start talking to him, he's a cool guy. Like, he just seems like a fun guy. I'd love to get him on the podcast once, like, he, he's situated here in Seattle. He still hasn't fully moved in. Um, and I was like, I don't know if you know this, but I was asked by the owners, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer and Tim Laiwicki, to be the backup to the backup to the backup goalie. You know, like the third stringer. Yeah. And the emergency for the emergency. Yeah, you're right. I'm the, I'm the emergency goalie. So I said, you know, we need to get you ready to call the games. So what better way than to call maybe a big save by your, your first pick for your Seattle Kraken, number 40, Steve Makes. And he did awesome. it. Awesome. And I believe this whole setup has like him. He had some fun with it. So he created a whole alternate reality where Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby are on the same team. Oh, here? No, they're coming down the ice trying to score on Jesus. me against the Kraken's goalie, Steve Meggs. And here's how it sounded. I got to put you to the test then, because okay. uh, you know we, we had Tim Laiwicki and Jerry Bruckheimer in studio when the first they started to get drum up interest and get ticket sales and get the. Yeah. They offered me the spot of being the backup to the backup to the backup to the practice goalie. It's an exclusive company that I'm a part Very of. Very prestigious. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I figured this is a good way you, for you to practice. Maybe announcing that I made a big save, and we could have like a moment where you could just oh. kind of give a little play-by-play of me, Steve Miggs, your your number forty for your oh. Seattle Kraken, oh. yeah, making a big save out oh. there. So what he's saying is he wants you to practice fiction, is yes. what he's saying. Ever. <laughs> All right, uh, I could do that. So you know what, I'm I'm going to go to a fictional world where Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby are on the same team together. Nice. This is just coming up the ice on a two on one and the defenseman got beat. So it's a two on O and you're the last line of defense. Can it be PK Subban as my defenseman? Cause he's my favorite player. You, you want PK? Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get this right here. All right, All right here we go. Here we go. Ovechkin up the near wing side. He's got Crosby with him. P.K. Subban blows a tire at the line. 2 on 0 Ovechkin across the Subban. He shoots for a save by Miggs. <laughs> wow. I have goosebumps. That no, is awesome. It's a, I believe that that actually could happen now. It could happen. It's funny on Twitter, um, uh, Everett was just like, damn it, I screwed it up. I said he passed it to Subban. I'm like, dude, it's totally fine. I am not going to criticize that. That made my life. I'm going to save that forever, Ted. Yeah, man. I have one of Arlo White in the studio years ago calling my boxing match. Dude, how awesome. I remember that. Yeah, it's hilarious. Because as a big soccer fan, so you get it. Like, that's yeah. like, a, like just to have the voice of something that you're a fan of. I mean, granted, I haven't heard Everett really. I've heard some clips of him, but it's just a matter of time before he becomes my favorite voice because he's doing the play-by-play for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. To have him... Just even say my name in like a professional play-by-play thing it was cool. It's like I remember hearing that with you and Arlo, and I was like, "That's sick." I like where his head's at too, as long as it's fantasy, right? <laughs> I know one text, one guy on Instagram was just like, "Wait a second, so they blew past Subban, but then Subban turned around and then shot on you." I'm confused, and I'm like, "Well, it's very clear that he got traded mid-shift yeah. to the other team." I mean. The guy doesn't know the rules. The rules have updated. Right, right. That's just how it is. Now in the bubble, they can do that. Yeah, you could do that on NHL 99. <laughs> Where's uh, he from? He, I think, was originally from Detroit. All right. And then, obviously, spent a lot of time in Cincinnati uh, with the Cyclones. And then now here he is in Seattle, going to be doing uh, something. I mean, it's going to be exciting to see what the broadcast team is going to be. Like, are they going to try and find... Because, obviously, a lot of times you, you get an analyst that was a former NHLer, will they look internally in the sense of like finding somebody that like lives in the area 
or will they just like try and find like you know some dude that's potentially got like a lot of promise to be a really cool analyst that they bring in from outside of here? Yeah. Do you think sports going to keep going that way? That Where, like I don't know. Like it used to be back in the day, you had a play by play guy play-by-play guy, and then, like, the color guy, right? Like, the analyst. Yeah. But it wasn't always a pro athlete. Now That's true. It, like, I don't know. I wonder if that pendulum will swing back. I feel like... Sometimes I just feel like... like it, I shouldn't say that. Play Like, during the broadcast is a different thing, but sometimes you hear ex-athletes, like, talking about stuff, and it's like, man, that's way too inside for the average sports fan. There are times where I've, I've like, listened to certain athletes, and you're just like, uh, okay, like... Can you just get someone that knows the, the game and have them analyze things? They, they don't have to be. A, I would like to know that maybe they played the sport at some point so they understand the sport. But like, I'm okay with somebody that, doesn't, that didn't spend 15 years in the sport, maybe had a couple too many concussions, and are just babbling about stuff that I really don't understand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right? so when you think about some of the greatest sports broadcasters, like Marv Albert is like the voice of basketball, mm-hmm. or was for years. So like. Wait, how how tall is he? Five five? Like, right. I don't think he was ever like hooping hard up at Rucker Park or nothing. No, he just loves the sport. <laughs> yeah, like, he knows it. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what's gonna happen, man. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it is crazy watching a franchise start. I mean, that's part of the thing that made the Sounders so much fun. Yeah, not not the franchise started. I should, but like going up to MLS level and stuff. It's a whole just, yeah. Watching it how it comes together back in '09. Well, even he said like he's heard from a lot of people from the Vegas organization, and they're all telling him, dude. It's going to be the hardest thing in the world. Like this is the hardest work you will do than any other like franchise like that's already established because you're building a foundation. But he's like, but because of that, it's the most fun and the most rewarding, and you're going to be so happy and so proud of the accomplishments. And he's and and you could just tell right now, dude. I walked around. Sid and I went to um, uh, Rustin Way in Tacoma. Like they have like a nice walkway. Oh, I'm quite familiar with it. Oh, it's all. Have you been to the the the, the newer part? No, I've just been down there to go to some of the restaurants. Oh, now you go a little bit further, and it's right. like it's like it almost feels like one of those like boardwalk kind of things. Like in like you know, we have them in like New York, Coney I was Island. Say, or, I was gonna say yeah, Ocean, yeah, like right East Coast Beach, a fish place that you could walk up to and just get like fish and chips, and they have nice. a bunch of restaurants you could go and sit inside or sit outside. Ice cream. People are walking around. They got the stupid little like. Like little cars that are bicycles, like where everyone sits in them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah boardwalk stuff. Yes. We should do that together and just do boardwalk stuff together. Oh, oh yeah. I'd be in for that. 100% in. <laughs> they got funnel cakes? I don't know if they do, but hey, we get ice cream. Right. I just revert back. I'm like, so they got like a French fry place and so we got to wait in line in a funnel cake. Also, it's not that, it's not that boardwalky, but it's, it's got that vibe. I always just tell people like, at least in Maryland, I'm sure it's the same way on the uh, New York or Jersey shore. Like it is hot and oppressive. <laughs> But yet you wait in line for Thrasher's French fries and you're just like dripping sweat eating them. Right. And then the other thing is like, oh, let's get a piping hot funnel cake. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> what well, I did. So, yeah, we're walking around. There's like five, like five to ten Kraken shirts that I see. And it's like, we didn't see a ton of people. But like, I'm like, another Kraken, another Kraken. It was like, talk to one person. Like, yeah, I don't even know hockey. I'm just excited that we have a team now. Yeah. And I think that's so freaking cool. Yeah, man. I've seen a bunch of people wearing the shirts. And I see people posting, like, whenever there's a drop at Costco, it's like, Costco over in Issaquah's got it. Yep. And they, they keep changing the, 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 the like, they have a, the, originally at Costco, they just had the basic S logo. Now they have ones that say Seattle Kraken. Yeah. And it's like, they're just stepping it up. Dropped 140 yesterday at the Kraken store. Yeah, that makes, well, that's why I was like, the, the official stuff's always, the price is going to go up. You know, I mean, the hat was like 30, which I was actually pleasantly surprised these days. I, I don't agree with hats being more than 30 bucks. But I've seen that happen in some places, so that was yeah. cool. 
I uh, got my wife a new shirt. Got this shirt, and then I got little uh, Tatum. I was gonna say I a onesie. You, I was gonna say a onesie, right? It's like to. baby's first puck or something like that. It says on. No, it doesn't say that. That sounds weird. Baby, don't give a puck. <laughs> yeah, puck off, dad. I think that's what it is. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you mentioned French fries. Did you come across this website? Came up with a list of the most popular French fries in every state across the United States. Oh, I don't know if I've read that one yet. It's a, a company called Spruce, and they they did the whole Google Trends thing. Well, I'm against that company. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a fur guy. Never buy a Spruce. Well, you know what? That's then? a Christmas tree joke. I'm just gonna take this list. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they go through it all based on like a bunch of different fast food chains, and looked into like you know uh, like the popularity of fries, whether they're like curly waffle. And just delved into like the state's love for French fries. So, for instance, oddly enough, Taco Bell was very popular with a lot of states like Alabama, Arkansas. I've not had the Taco Bell fry. I have M- Missouri, it looks like, or Mississippi. Which one's MS? Missouri or Mississippi? Mississippi. Right? Because MI is Missouri. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> MS is Mississippi. I don't know what Missouri is. Wyoming. Uh, West Virginia. So is it fast food joints or just fry overall? Fast food chains, French fries. All right. So to me, McDonald's is always going to be the classic. Very popular. French fry. But I would go Checkers or some parts they're called Rallies. They have like seasoned fries. Checkers was uh, popular. It's just Checkers slash Rallies in Georgia. Yeah. Bojangles never had it. Oh, Bojangles is great, man. And they got really good biscuits. Okay. So what kind of fries do you like? You said McDonald's. Are you a fan of like the firm crispy ones? Or I'm a big fan of like Dick's, but they're limp, greasy yeah, ones. Dick's just aren't my favorite. I know. It's very Because even when we went, right? Like I had some of your fries, but I, I just got like three burgers. You so. got three burgers. I got two, bur- or two burgers and two fries. <laughs> right. Uh, I think, yeah, I like it a little crisper. I think the seasoned fry overall is what I take. Mm-hmm. But yeah, McDonald's are pretty good. Man, I like French fries in general. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I love how some people are like, I hate Burger King fries. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know when's the last time you had Burger King fries. I had them last night, and they were delicious. Yeah, I hate on crinkle cut just because when I was growing up. Oh, like Nathan's? Okay, hear me out. Okay. But when I was growing up, like, we would just always cook those, like, in the oven, and they sucked. Yeah. It's like, and it reminds me of, like, being in a school cafeteria. But you're right. When I first time I, like, drove up to New York and stuff, Nathan's is famous for the crinkle And fries. they're so good. And the red fork. Yeah, the red fork, right? Yeah. And it's because then you got that squirt of ketchup. Perfect. So you get, your hands will get out. I wish people could have seen Steve's face. It was like I personally attacked his family. <laughs> I, I love crinkle cut fries. <laughs> but no, you're right, because... For us, it wasn't mostly crinkle cut, although sometimes we'd have those at home. It was like the steak fries, and they were kind of trashy. Yeah. and it, But like then I go to, I'll go i go to Red Robin, and the steak fries are amazing. Yeah. It, God damn it. It depends on where you're eating. Which fry? Basically, it means if you eat them at home, they suck. And they've if you gotten, eat them at a fast food place, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. They've gotten better in the oven, but yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, crinkle cut just reminds me of being a kid. Maybe I didn't cook them long enough. It's like, yeah, they're kind of soft. Uh, number one for Washington. I don't know if I agree with this one because I've had it and they're fine, but I would not go. I would not go to Dairy Queen just to get the French fries. Yeah, I haven't been to a DQ in a minute, so I can't can't comment. But they I feel like DQ is underrated on its fast food. Yeah, it's it, not just blizzards anymore, boys. That's true, but <laughs> the blizzards are definitely the dominant thing there, boys. <laughs> what was number one in Maryland? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maryland is what, MD? Yes. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. Thereafter. Uh, oh, interesting. Popeyes. Oh, Popeyes fries are great, man. Those Cajun fries. I've Again, it's a there. seasoned fry. I haven't had the Cajun fries. Oh, don't sleep. Man, Pop, like, Popeyes is great. I think they have better biscuits and their French fries are strong. You know who else has good ones? Was it Steak and Shake or Shake yeah. Shack? Yeah. I always forget which one is which. I never grew up with either of them. Shake Shack. I okay. only know that one because we would go, like, when we've gone to Vegas, we've stopped at Shake Shack. And I, I remember thinking that their fries were pretty awesome. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not seeing uh, Jack in the Box on here at all. Which is weird. They got curly curly fries are great, too. Like Arby's curly fries. or Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Jack in the Box likes to mess with you. You get the great French, they, they, you get the French fries, and they always throw one curly fry in there. Yeah, well, that's like Burger King back in the day. Well, you know Burger King. The one onion ring. The one onion ring that show up in your fry box. I think it's like a it's a company ploy. It's like, oh. like people don't realize how awesome our onion rings are. I throw one in their bag. They'll come back. They'll want more. <laughs> and typically, I'll get like French fries at Jack in the Box. I'll have uh, that one curly fry. I'm like, next time I'm ordering them with the curly fries. They're so good. Oh, if I go to Jack in the Box, it's always curly fries. And now they make it a point when you order, they'll be like, do you want the curly fries? I'm like, yes, I almost forgot. Thank you. This is a stoner conversation. I was to say, right? I mean, this actually, I don't know. You say this is a stoner one, but we started with like 15 minutes talking about lifting and working out, and you can tell we're just hungry now. You know what? Screw it. I'll take any fry. Just give me a fry. All the fries. I want all the fries in my belly. All right. As long as we're into the minutia. So, do you go fries or onion rings fries. if you have the option? Hundred all the time. 100 times out of 100, I'm getting French fries over onion rings. All right. I would say I'll red. someone's onion ring, but I don't want to get a whole thing of onion rings. See, I think if I'm at Red Mill, I'm going onion ring. They are good onion rings. I just don't know if I could eat an entire basket, like an entire little, like whatever container of onion rings. That's true. Onion yeah. rings are like a perfect thing. Like if there's a, like two or three of us at a table, get an order and we each pick at it. All right, all right. Well, yeah, Tower of Onion Ring. You know, we're just setting up a Red Robin trip. That's true. Or Outback Steakhouse, and we get the Bloomin' Onion. The Bloomin' Onion, mate. Yeah, classic Australian. <laughs> all right, we should go. I'm hungry. <laughs> all right. I already had teriyaki today. Oh, hey, I'm not going to be here That's next right. week. Right. Yeah. So no technical difficulties. Yeah. Don't email us. Don't text us. We're not on next week. <laughs> it's funny. We're talking about all this food. I'm like... This time next week, I'm like, I'm gonna eat some crab cakes. I'm gonna eat some Old Bay chicken wings. You're in Maryland, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking this morning about certain foods you don't eat just because, it, you know, just something about it. And we ended up talking about soft shell crab. And BJ did not realize that soft shell crab actually means you're eating the shell. Oh yeah, that little guy's fried up, man. He should be on in between a couple pieces of white bread, and his legs are hanging I out. I showed him a picture of that, and it terrified him. Oh, he's I like, love him. He's like, no. I'm like, dude, I'm with you. I've never eaten one because of that. Like, it's just you've never like, had one. I've never had soft shell crab. <sighs> Steve, I just, it's, it's so, so weird. Good. I feel like I'm eating a giant tarantula. Yeah, so you never I, got a spider roll with one of his legs hanging out? No, I don't get the spider roll. No way. Yeah. Dude, you're come on, you're a bro now. You gotta like eat demolish that little crab. <laughs> Is that part of the pro culture? I guess not. It just feels manly. It you look, as a kid, it would so freak it's just me like out. the arms are like hanging in the sandwich and you're just biting into it? Yeah, all right. So people What do you eat what do you eat first? 
Do you work bread in first, or do you bite off the little legs that are hanging off the, the sandwich? You know, go sandwich to sandwich. Because if it's like a soft-shell po' boy, mm-hmm. where he's in like the French bread, then he's kind of contained in there. I could do but that. Like, I, the place we used to go, he was just in, like, like, I don't know, like, well, it's got to be a he. You don't eat female blue crabs, by the way. I didn't know that. Yeah, if it's got three stripes across its belly, that means it's a female. That's just our, you never eat the females, because you want more crabs the next year. But what if it's deep fried, and I don't know? That's a good point. You wouldn't. But either way... <laughs> In between white bread, maybe a couple pieces of shredded lettuce and like a little little, little tartar or a little mayonnaise. Huh. Yeah. And in Maryland, you, everybody gets fired up because I want to say it's in the fall when they malt or something. And I remember my dad, we would drive to one place over in like, I don't know, Chevrolet or some crazy place. But you had to had to get that soft shell sandwich. So what is it like? Does it taste weird? Does the shell taste weird when you bite into it? No, because he's out of his shell. Right, he's molting, so he's like abandoned his shell, oh! and he's like crawling around. So I didn't that- even know what molting means. I'm sorry. I'm I hope s- I'm saying that right. Uh, you know what? You're saying it right to me because I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah, so he's like looking for a new shell or growing a new one. You catch him. Where did you go to the shell store? <laughs> the shell station. Well, there is a shell store for crabs uh, right outside or in Bikini Bottom. Oh, with SpongeBob, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would you see her? Patrick's getting a spin-off. <laughs> Good for him. So if he's looking for a shell, is there like a shell that he like goes and finds and throws it on him like a coat? I'm not positive about the process. I just know does it grow into him? I can't. I don't know if he grows a new one or he's looking for one. I just know for a period he doesn't have the hard shell. So when you fry, is it, it like up, a dead crab that he grabs that person's shell and puts it on? Like, <laughs> look, I don't know. I don't know what. I need. Answers. I don't know what Missouri is. I don't. <laughs> All right, I, yeah, I know you gotta, I gotta go. eat. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just starving now. I'm like, damn, I'm willing to eat one right now. I tell you that. Oh yeah, we'll get one time. We'll get one. I know a Cajun place in town that has them as po' boys. Okay, now that I know that I'm not actually biting into a shell. Oh no, it's super. I mean, it's like eating a, I don't know, like a little piece of calamari, but it's not even that texture. It's softer, but yet it tastes like crab. Dude, this whole time I thought you had to like crunch through a shell. Oh no! Like Good obviously Lord. a soft shell, so not like you know like a dungeonish shell. Like, I didn't think you're gonna break your teeth, but I thought you get like a weird crunch and like have to like bite and like kind of crunch down like the shell. And I don't know why I had this in my head. I'm such an idiot. That's all right. We're gonna get a bunch of emails. You're right. It is soft shell. He's amazing. I don't know if he's looking for a new shell. Either way, just a certain period where he's not hard. Hard <laughs> <laughs> is in the hard shell. <laughs> So it's not in the mornings is what you're saying. <laughs> it's about uh, six beers and three whiskeys deep. Oh, that crab's drunk. Soft shell. <laughs> it's a show that did a lot of blow. <laughs> All right. Maybe we should have only done a five-minute episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back in two weeks then. Uh, Correct. Um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate all the messages last week. I, we joke, but man, it means a lot knowing like that many people are waiting for this episode to drop that when it drops, they're like, what the hell? That's that's like a real cool thing that makes this. I mean, I, I, I mean it feels good knowing that like people give a crap about what we're doing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast and we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. Eating soft shells. I'm in now. Get the F out of me. <laughs>